<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to What's in Your Glass. I'm your host, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, though, let's first welcome today's guest. You know her as one of the most decorated uh, basketball players in history, not just women, but basketball players in general. Um, she's won four. Let me get this right, though. So I got to get this right. Four WNBA championships, right? And, and, and unbelievable five gold medals. Um, two NCAA championships, uh, four FIBA World Cups. Uh, and that's not all, but I'm, I'm going to just stop right there because there's more. Uh, but please welcome to the show, Sue Bird. Sue, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. What, um, what's in your glass today? Are you, are you drinking anything today? Yeah, I went all out for you. Oh, shit. I like to hear that. <laughs> It looks it looks fancier than it probably is, but of course we're going with a little Moet. Indeed. Oh, cheers for oh, sure. There absolutely. It is. Cheers. We both go to Moet. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, usually I'm like a mimosa girl with the champagne. Maybe I'll switch it up with some grapefruit fruit. But uh, today I did a sparkling mint julep. I don't know if you can. Get I'm going the, straight. I'm going straight. straight. <laughs> I'm going straight. I'm going straight. Cheers. Cheers, cheers with that. cheers with that. Oh, and by the way, big shout out to Moet too because mm-hmm. that was a great spot that we that the both of us did with them. Yeah, uh, came out fun. came out great. On a serious note, let's talk about the WNBA for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I, I, because I want to give you I want to give you your flowers, man. And uh, but you know, congratulations on first of all an incredible season, another incredible season uh, for the for the Storm and just the the final playoff game that that was that type of game that people who love the game live for. We live for those. Those moments. Um, for everybody who don't know, who haven't watched the game, uh, I think you guys missed the, missed the instant classic. Um, Sue's and, you know, the Seattle Storm, they lost in overtime, uh, I think, 80 to 80, 85 against uh, Diana, Diana Taurasi's Phoenix Mercury um, mm-hmm. in a single game, single elimination playoff game. So that was an instant classic. I, I, I will say that. But you, you also have not just had a, an incredible WNBA career, right? You... But you're, you're so far, uh, but your entire basketball journey, uh, you and DT, um, you, you, you guys made a lot of a lot of news after Sunday's game when you exchanged <laughs> jerseys. You know, we all know how the jersey swap go. We all know what uh-huh. that feels like. But when you can exchange a jersey with somebody uh, on like DT, that's your sister. That's, you know, you guys been in it, been in, you know, damn, they came into the game together. Multiple Olympic, you know, multiple Olympic, multiple Olympic teams. What is that like? What What was that moment like? Knowing at this moment, you guys was exchanging jerseys after after a game like that. Yeah. Um, so funny story about that. We actually played Phoenix the last game of the regular season. So we played them like a week or so before that playoff game, and I had hit her up a couple of days before, and I was like, "Hey, like, make sure." <laughs> Because I think they were like going on to another game. I was like, make sure you have an extra jersey because we're doing a jersey exchange. Like, make sure your team brings one. And um, she was like, okay, cool. And then as it turned out, she was she was injured. She's like still injured, playing on like a bum ankle. Right. So she didn't come. She didn't come to the game. So then when mm. the playoff came, I was like, well, let me see. So she hadn't played in the playoff game before ours. So I was like, well, let me see if she's coming. And I was like, hey, want to do the jersey exchange? <laughs> no, I'm at, I'm like low key like. It was like 80, 20, like 20%. I was like, is she coming and playing in this game or what? Right. But for, in all reality, I was like, all right, this could be it. Like, 
and we've never done a Jersey exchange before. And I was like, I, I don't know if this is it for me or not. I'm like kind of deciding that, but I was like, I have to do this before I retire. And it kind of worked out where we ended up playing them again in the playoffs. So in all seriousness, I hit her up and I was like, we have to do this. Like win, lose, doesn't matter. Like we have to do this. Right. And you, I mean, we all know that you guys are, are very close and, you know, former teammates. Uh, but, but it did get a lot of media going, right? Yeah. When, when, when they, you know, as, just as far as the speculation for next season and then eventual, you know, retirement. Mm -hmm. So like, how did, like, did you know that was going to spark that? Was you anticipating the spark of that? Where are you at with that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it for that, but like, right. I also kind of thought, okay, I've never done a Jersey exchange before. It's with Diana. It's a playoff game. Like people might read into it, <laughs> but I really just wanted to do it. I just thought the moment was, you know, and the reality is, and I've said this, so it's not, I, I don't know right now. Like I'm only right. a week out of the season. It's crazy. I woke up the next day after losing and I was like, no, 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 I got to run it back. Like, no, 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 <laughs> I got to come back. I got to come back. And then now that we've moved away a little bit, I'm kind of like, well, like I started working out today a little bit and I was like, oh, do I want to do this? <laughs> so I'm right back where I was. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't on purpose, but it was, it was really cool to like feel the love or whatever. It was cool. Right. I, well, I get it. Cause I, I'm, I've been, I've been the same boat you in. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, 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 I understand it. I know the thought process. I know what you think about. I know the emotions that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And as competitors, we've been doing it for so long. It's just like I don't know if I'm ready to go. Like I don't, I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss this. First of all, the competition. I don't want to miss the love. I don't want to miss the just this energy because once it's gone, it's gone, and you got to find a, you know, find a different energy. So. It was for me watching. For me watching that moment was 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 special because I know the both of y'all, and I've I've been through. I've been, you know, multiple Olympic teams with you guys, and you know, we done did it all. So to see all of us at that point in the beginning of our careers and where we are right now, we still yeah. we still getting after it. So I would like to say we will always be connected some way, you know, somehow. Just 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 because with, with, sure. without you know with, with without putting you kind of on the spot. And I don't want, I don't like putting people on the spot. <laughs> uh, like I said, I know, I know what, it, I know what that feels like. Like, but what are some of the factors that, that will go into your decision when, when that time comes? Yeah. Um, well, first I feel like similar to you, like we're kind of lucky because it's not like, we've seen so many people our age, like have to retire because of injuries mm, or like absolutely. something else happens where they're pushed out, like whatever it is. And so we're lucky that, like our bodies aren't the reason like we're actually going to choose to retire, like knock on wood, obviously right, right. I hope we stay healthy, right. but it actually makes it almost harder. Cause it's like, we're stepping away. We're choosing, we're, <laughs> you know, I don't know, opting out or whatever. That's the right way to say it. So in some ways I feel lucky in other ways, it makes it a little more complicated. And I think, man, the part that's, that's that, that I can't really let go of is that part. Like I'm physically able to do it. And as we all know, once it's, once, it, once you're done, it's a wrap, like right. it's a wrap. And I don't know about you, but I look at, you know, maybe I pick up social media and you see even some of the guys in the big three, or there's some women who will still play pickup or like put on videos and stuff. Like I know once I'm done, I don't like, once my body stops, I don't think it's ever <laughs> going to be able to play again. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to play pickup. I'll be able to work right. out. Like it might be a, like a real, real wrap for me. So 
I just feel like if I can keep going, why wouldn't I? That's the one thing that always pulls me back. Cause you know, on the other side of it, it might be like, Oh, start different businesses or get involved in other things. Like start this other life. Cause you know, we're going to be young again, which is kind of nice. Yeah, like yeah, right now sure. we're old. We, yeah. <laughs> we start, we starting over. We're going to start yeah, over for we'll sure. Start over. So there's that part, but it's that one thing, that little voice that's like, if you can still go, why not just go? So. Right. I, I, I totally agree with that. Like how like I get this question a lot. How like how have you seen that the game or the, the league change, you know, since you were first drafted and you got drafted O2, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you see the game change since then? I mean, it's just been survival of the fittest. So like, you know, 12 teams, 12 roster spots um, and with each draft class it's just getting more competitive and better. So the talent has to keep raising in a lot of ways. Like when the league started, I guess what I'm trying to say is you can see the impact that having a WNBA, like having a league in America is having on the younger generations. Yeah. Because when it first started, like I didn't grow up watching it. So I couldn't try to emulate, I couldn't try to be like this player or work on moves from that player. But now you're starting to see that. And so you look at the younger players now and I mean, low key, that's, that's another reason why I'm like, maybe it's time to go. Like <laughs> They're just doing some stuff where like, dang, you know, but they got to watch Diana or they've got to watch Maya Moore, Lisa Leslie, even like Stewie now. And they, they're going to try to be those players, but then eventually be better. Right. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, even for me, like, it, it's funny to hear you say that from your perspective, right? From, from a woman's perspective in, in the game of basketball, because, you know, on the men's side, we always had those guys that we can look up to and we emulating, you know, last second shots and, you know, fadeaways of Jordan and every Kobe and all those guys. Yeah. And even even years before that, I mean, we talk about 75 years of of, of NBA and, right. and 75 years of people that we can look up to and, and idolize and, and learn different things. You guys didn't have that. Like you said, it wasn't, you know, you didn't have the body. Like, oh, I want to do that move. I want to do that move. So now that the tables are turned, you're that. Yeah. Like you, your DT is that, you know, Simone right. is that, Maya is that, you know, how, how does that make you feel? Because you, you really are, you know, some of the pioneers to this new generation. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, I started realizing that when like, like a rookie would come in the league this was probably like my sixth, seventh year in the league or something like that. And they'd come in and there's this one in particular, I remember where she was like on the court, mind you, she was like, Hey, I had your poster on my wall growing up. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then she proceeded to like, pick me up full court, try to steal the ball. I was like, wait a minute, but that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like the the same people who watched you growing up, once they get in the league, they just want to bust your ass, which is totally fine. I respect that. Idols become rivals. Idols become rivals. I totally respect that. Um, but that's, that was really the first moment. So like I said, I was probably like 26, seven, something like that, where I realized like, even though I don't consider myself a pioneer because I look at Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, Don Staley, I look at them as the pioneers. I started to realize, okay, in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, I'm going to be in that early group. Like my name will be kind of in that early group. And that, that's like kind of, that's surreal for me. That's like, I'll be like the Bob Cousy or something. Like, that's like crazy to be like one of the like OOGs. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for sure. I, I mean, absolutely. And you guys, I mean, rightfully so, right? Right, rightfully so. And, you know, to still be in this game since 2002, I mean, we're doing a lot. I, I, I can say we, because we, we're, we're, we're yes. doing a lot. This is 
this is my 19th season coming up. So we're, we're, we're doing a lot. But I just want to take my hat off to you because you've been doing it at a high level for a long, for a long time. So you you go out when you want to go out. Uh, I, I'll thank say you. that. Same. Um, speak, Same. Speaking right on, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Speaking on, you know, just speaking on your, your you know, your, your incredible career, man. You, you was also uh, named one of the w, WNBA's, uh, w, you know, W25 uh, last month to celebrate. I'll just tell everybody to celebrate the 25 greatest and most influential players in the league's uh, 25 year history. Like, what was that? What was that like for you being named to that? Like, just knowing that you are a part of a 25 year history and you're one of the you're one of the staples in, in that. Um, again, it's similar to what I just said. Like, I don't see myself that way. Like, I'm telling you, we're going to have you know, this little, we're going to have a reception. They're going to announce it during the finals, like bring us all to the same place. And I'm going to be in that room and I'm going to be looking around like, wait a minute. Like, I'm going to feel like the little kid, you know, I'm going to be looking around like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, that's how I felt. With, they've had a bunch of these, these teams. It was like top 10, top 15, top 20. So that's always how I felt, you know, and also like a little bit of like, almost like imposter syndrome. Like I know I've achieved a lot and I've done a lot and I know somewhere inside of me, like I know I deserve, but I look at these other players. I'm like, shit, I'm in this room. Like, Absolutely. It's crazy. So that's what it's going to be like, but it's, it's incredible honor because when you start to get into the nitty gritty of the names, so many who got left off could have been on, you know what I mean? You can make arguments for so many people. So it's, it's, it's really special to be on it. I'm happy to see it. Uh, not, not just, I mean, you of course being named to that, but also the WNBA taking that, taking that next step. Right. And, you know, regardless of, of of what happens or what's what what's being said about the WNBA, good or bad, for you guys to be celebrating the 25th year 25th year anniversary, man, that's that's major. And I I, I love it because I always think there's a gap between information or with information. You know, the mm-hmm. older players, older women that came, who needs to be recognized as well, but mm-hmm. also you know it needs to be tied into this new generation as well, because the new generation needs to know the pioneers of their game. You know, they, yeah. that, 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 I'm, I'm being serious. They need to no, know. And, and it's not, I no, agree. it's not, no, it's nothing disrespectful. It's just, listen, we was here. We did it. And <laughs> out, of, out, out of 25 years, think about how, how much of an impact you've had with the game of basketball, the WNBA, out of those 25 years. You have a major, I would say what, this is, what year is this for you? Uh, it's like, 20 ish. 20 ish. So you, <laughs> there's only five, four more years after that. <laughs> so you, you, you know, you are, you the logo, man. I, I, you the logo. You, you, you the logo. I so thought I, I was I'll once give, and then they changed it. So now I'm not sure. <laughs> you the, we're going to fight for that. You the logo. Okay. How, how do you, how do you, how do you navigate though, right? Like day to day of, of a season as, you know, just as who you are, you know, you, you, Let's just face it, you're a living legend. So how do you, in, in the sport, how do you operate on a day-to-day with that? I mean, I don't think about it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't feel that way, so I don't think about it. I don't interact with my teammates that way. So I just try to be, like, exactly the same person that I've always been. I think when I notice it is when, like I said, some of the younger, if we, you know, the people we draft, when younger players start coming in, what happens is like, eventually it might take like a week or two or actually a month or two. Eventually, <laughs> like they end up saying, like admitting something, you know what I mean? Like one, there was something this year where one of the rookies, like 
oh God, she wore the same size shoe as me, which is like lucky for her. So I was just like giving her sneakers, whatever. <laughs> and then somebody else told me like the minute I'd walk out of the locker room, they'd be like, cause in, to my face, it was like, oh yeah, thanks. Cool. No problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah thanks of course, for the shoes. Of course. Don't worry. Yeah. And then I'd walk out and she'd be like freaking out a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> it's only in those moments that I start to see like, oh, like kind of my age, what I've done, how these younger players might look at you. And then, you know, it's just like you put your arm around her and you kind of, you let everybody know, like, you're just a regular person. You know what I mean? Like I'm now your teammate. I'm your equal. Talk to me like an equal. I'll talk to you like an equal, like it shouldn't be. And then, you know, eventually you have like a night out with everybody. Maybe you go to dinner, you go out after whatever it is. And then I think after that point, they start to see like, Oh no, this person is an equal. She eats and drinks yeah, just like yo. me. Like it's fine. <laughs> yo, we listen, we listen, we it's crazy because we all go through the, we all deal with the same thing. Yeah. We all we all go we all go through the same thing. And and especially in the NBA, because it it's getting younger and younger now. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 be 18 and don't even go to college and come, you know, go to the G League overseas for a year and come back and you're right there in the in the mix. So it's like you I always tell myself and tell people like you can you should never burn no bridges in the NBA with people, mm-hmm. organizations, or anybody because you just never know what somebody else is dealing with, what somebody else is going through, what their mindset is, and how much they really admire you as a as a basketball player or as a as a person. So I deal with the, I deal with the same thing. I try to be as humble <laughs> as possible. I give shoes away. I take people to dinner. I go eat. I call them, check on them, and yeah. it, you know it, it. That goes a long way. You know that a really that, that, long way. Yeah, that goes a long way. For sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the things that kind of that you're focused on, right? Like you, um, you know, Seattle and, and, and just your hometown, right? You're, you're from Long Island, right? Mm-hmm. And by the yeah. way, Christ the King alumni. Oh, I know. I was gonna bring my, that up. Don't worry. My my son is there right now, so he's <laughs> he, he's good. He's in, he's in good hands. Uh, but you're you're from you're from Long Island. But after all of those you know years, um, with, with Seattle has come to be. I, I mm-hmm. you know that's home for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw you recently uh, reply to a Twitter a Twitter meme saying, you know, use only use only fool. Where do you grow up at, right? And then <laughs> you had a nice pick. You had a sick ass pick of some bagels. Yeah. Uh, uh, that <laughs> that's from the real store, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a new that's a New York thing, though. They, you know, the yeah. bagels is a that's that's a New York thing. Were you, uh-huh. were you able to were you able to, to get uh, good good New York bagels out there and in all these years in Seattle? I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I get them sent. Mm. Yo, my hometown bagel store will send me bagels. Matter of fact, speaking of teams that drafted us and stuff like that, the one place I've been that had legit New York bagels was in Denver. And I can't remember the name, but it was something like Rosenberg's or Rosenstein's. Mm. They fly in the New York water to make the bagels. That's and the I key was ingredient. blown away. Oh, the key ingredient. But yeah, yeah. N- nothing out here is, is <laughs> quite on that level. <laughs> you've been with you've been with Nike, right? You yeah. know, being up there, you know, you you also, you know, close to the being in Seattle, you're close to the Nike, Nike headquarters. Um we we all know you, you know, you're a prominent Nike athlete, a sneakerhead yourself. Um so I can't I can't have you on without talking about, you know, <laughs> Nike's keep suit fresh campaign. And oh, yeah. I, I was happy to see that. I was happy to see that. 
for our audience, for this audience, now can, can you help explain how that came to be? Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of Kyrie, his game. I didn't, I didn't know him prior to the 2016 Olympics, but obviously he's super fun to watch. And I wear his shoes. I've been wearing his shoes, whatever, whenever, whatever year the ones came out, I was actually yeah. a bronze soldier for like ever. Yeah. I remember and that. Yeah. And then when the ones came out, I was like, okay, these look cool. Let me try them out. I did loved them. Been in the Kyries ever since. So met Kyrie at the Olympics when we went to um, Rio and we hit it off, like started talking sneakers to start. Um, he actually was like, Oh yeah, you got some Seattle storm colorways. Like I don't even have them. And I was like, dang, you don't even have them. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like I have a pair. You don't have, how does that happen? Um, but yeah, we hit it off, became friends fast forward. Like, I guess this was, yeah, fast forward like three years and unbeknownst to me, like legit had no idea. It was the shoe was presented to me just like, boom, box, there's the shoe. And as we all know, shoes take like a minute. Like you have right. to design them and they go through that process and they have approval and then, then, then they get made. It takes forever. So I had no idea. It was all a surprise. So, and that was the first edition of the keep soup precious. And what I found out later was Kyrie, who I'd already known had said to Nike, like, listen, whatever Kyrie shoe Sue wants, just give it to her, whatever, whatever. Great. That was amazing for me. So what I didn't know was that he had kind of in conversation been like, Hey, let's do something special for Sue. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. We got to keep Sue fresh. Let's do this. Let's do that. And that's him just like kind of casually saying that is how that like phrase got born. And then they put that on a shoe, which was amazing. Um, and then a year later they came back and they were like, Hey, we want to do a second iteration of it. And so this time around, so the two pairs that just came out, the two colorways, they're in the Kyrie low, I think the four, um, I actually got to help design those. So, and you, you've been through the process. It's really fun. Like you get to be yeah, like, it's fun. yeah, they ask you questions and there's different colors that have different meaning. Like the first shoe is kind of based on my birthstone. The second shoe, like the, in like the, uh, like the sock part, what's it called? Like, yeah, I guess the like the in, yeah, the sock liner. That's actually like the brainwave map. Oh yeah. You know, like it's hot. Yeah. So that was like an ode to the fact that I'm a point guard and I think the game. So it was really cool to like go through that. Pro I had never done that before. So it was really fun. So that's kind of how, how, how it was born and then how it stayed alive. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Keep, keep Sue fresh campaign. right there. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. Shout out to Kyrie for that too. I mean, cause yeah. you know, for somebody like, for somebody like him to say, you know, give Sue whatever she wants, you know, that, 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 that takes, that takes a lot, but that's also an ode to you. And that's a level of respect that he, that he have for you. We all, that we all have for you. Right. And, and that leads me to my next question, knowing that, right. Knowing that you have that, you know, that, that, that energy and, and that, that support from guys like Kyrie and myself, LeBron, every, you know, all of us, we support Sue Bird. Like, how does that feel? Because, if I hear like, okay, damn, Sue is Sue Bird, this person, that person, yo, Melo, they your biggest fans. Like, they supporting y'all. I'm gonna feel the way. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna yeah. feel. You know, happy about that, excited about that, and, and, and blessed. But on the flip side of that, how does that feel? Because again, we're all we're all part of the same struggle, the same <laughs> atmosphere. We we're all part of it, but we also respect each other on a different level. So I was always intrigued on how how you think about that as a, as a woman. Yeah. Same exact way. So like, I think what maybe even a, the one thing that might be a little different is that because 
we get a lot of hate from like all different angles, all different ways. A lot of times having nothing to do with basketball. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. When like a, a guy like you, some of the names you mentioned, when there's actual respect there and whether it's like, I don't know, it might be like, yo, I saw that move. That was amazing. Or hey, the fact that you saw the playoff game, something small like that. Um, you guys would come to our Olympic games, these little things, like, it's just like game recognizes game type of thing, right? Like a real hooper understands another real hooper. So that it has like a heavy, it has like heavy meaning to it. Because again, because we get all this hate for all these different reasons, when it's just like, Oh, they just respect your game. It means like so much, you know, because you guys know the same way we know basketball, like you guys right. know basketball, so you can see it. And that like, so that it has like a, a lot of weight. And we love, we love, I mean, we love true hoopers. I mean, at the end of the day, we love the game. We love people who can play the game. And we love people who put the work and the effort and, and the determination into the game. So, you know, basketball is basketball to us. Whether you're a kid, a grown man, a grown woman, a little bit, a little girl, whoever it is, basketball is basketball and it's, it's global. And it shouldn't matter if you're a female, if you're a male. If you know how to play basketball, you know how to play basketball. That's, that's how I look at it. So that's why I support you guys to the to the utmost, man. And I, I, I will always support you guys. Switching gears back, um, I, I would say to the other areas of, of focus off the court for you. Um, because as we we all know at some point, uh our player our playing days is gonna be where. <laughs> They're going to be well behind us. Like, what do you, what do you want to focus on after like your time on the court is done? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm figuring that out. I joke all the time. Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I don't know. Just pushing that off, I guess. Um, but I think I can't imagine I'm not involved in basketball. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I just can't imagine I'm not involved. I don't think I want to coach necessarily. That seems hard. <laughs> it seems like a life, like we already kind of lived that life, even yeah. though we weren't coaches, like you lived the life on the road, right. grinding every game, you know, like stressing about it, whatever. So I feel like coaching right now sounds a little hard, like a little intimidating, but being involved in some way. And then um, the other part of it is, I'm involved in this production company. It's me, Alex Morgan, um, Simone Manuel, and Chloe Kim, the four of us. It's called Together. And just seeing, I don't know, it's been amazing being a part of that process. And to be honest, like production and being involved in stuff like that and helping, whether it's tell other people's stories or helping actually produce things, it's something I didn't necessarily realize that I was going to be so into, but I'm kind of like really into it. And I could see myself getting more and more involved when I have more time. Well, you love the you love the creative process. I mean, mm -hmm. you you had to be creative your whole career. You know, you had to figure out how to beat this team. You had to figure out how to do that. You had to be creative. <laughs> and so you've always we we have that naturally in us that that creativity. So just to see it and, and you know put that energy put into something that's outside of of basketball, I think that's where the new passion is going to come in. That yeah, because you point. like you I said, I'm start I'm starting to like. I'm starting to like that. I, I didn't know I was going to like that. But yeah. now you do because it ain't nothing new to you. You have already already was creative already. You was a creative director for Sue Bird for the, <laughs> for the, for the longest. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So you, you no, created. I never thought of it that way. That's, yeah, I never so thought you, of it that way. You, you, created, you created that. So now you just, you just moving over. So that's how I like to, that's how I like to look that's at it. I've been a creative say. director for my whole <laughs> life now. I, I'd rather go over there and create some other type of, other type of content. 
Um, you're you're very outspoken on on a lot of social causes that 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 you actually care about. Uh, you you and Megan both are. I, I'll say that. Um, as as people though, we 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 all need to do our part, and I, I try to do my part. But do you feel like as athletes, it's important for us to be? I was you know using our platform to keep pushing this this change forward. Uh, what what do you think is next? What do you think that we have to do as as athletes and so on? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's really important. And the the where I fall in with all of that, you know, and obviously there's the whole shut up and dribble and blah 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 blah. blah. But it's like what I find kind of ironic in that argument that athletes should just go play basketball or whatever sport, not get involved in these other things. It's like the world of basketball, as we know, there's a lot of stuff that might be deemed negative or like not good, but there's a lot of stuff in sports that makes a lot of sense for like the way a society should run. Right. Like I always say, it's not that when you walk into a locker room, you don't see color. It's that you actually just don't care because you're just there to achieve a goal. And it's not that you're going to get along with everybody, right? Like you, I don't want to say you're going to have a fight, but like, obviously that happens with teammates sometimes, but it's like, you're not going to see eye to eye with everybody about everything, but like at the, at like the core, the value, the basics, you have respect for each other. You know, like you're going to have interesting conversations you know, maybe it's somebody who grew up different from you from a different place, whatever you're going to get to learn. That's going to lead to respect. And it just continues to grow. And it's all within this like common goal to win. So I always say like in society, like, wouldn't it be great if everybody, you know, saw, saw different religion, color, background, race, like uh, sexual orientation, all of it, but just respected it. Like it wasn't a thing. You actually wanted to learn about it, not hate on it because you're all in this to like, I don't know. It's kind of like a big term, but like make the world a better place. Right. Absolutely. So to me, it's like, we're actually so well positioned to talk about these things. Cause out we're of any, out of anybody, out of yeah, anybody. Out of anybody. Cause yeah. there's that part of it. And then there's also that, like we have been exposed to so much, like think about where basketball has taken you, the people you've met, the places you've gone, the rooms you've been in, like we're exposed to so much. So people just look at us at times like, Oh, the dumb athlete or the jock. And that's why they shouldn't talk. When the reality is, it's the exact opposite. We've been exposed to so much. We have so much to share and talk about. So that's why to me, if you're, if you're an athlete who's comfortable, like speaking on these things, using your platform, it's, it's the perfect person to talk about it. It's a must. It's, it's a must. I'll say it's a must. And no matter what comes with it, you know, as long as you're, you're, you're genuine about it, as long as you are, I would say you have to educate yourself on, on yes. a lot of these issues that's mm-hmm. going on because... You know, for the longest as athletes, we was always just jumping out there and just saying things based off of emotions and not really understanding from a from a from an information standpoint what we need to know to be able to talk about those issues. So though I think that's the dynamic that's that's changing a lot. And I also think, you know, the WNBA does a great job now, right? They, you know, and it started, you know, I would say that it started kind of in a bubble or it bought the bubble bought you guys bubble yeah. bought the light to that. Mm-hmm. Um because you you guys were very, very vocal. You guys stood on what you stood on. You wasn't wavering. You wasn't disrespectful. But you guys was, look, we're human, too, at the end of the day. And we got to deal with these issues just like everybody else got to deal with these issues. And we're not just going to shut up and dribble. And also, as women, you guys deal with something totally different that, mm-hmm. as men, we, we deal with. So I, t- I always take my hat off to the WNBA 
uh, for for doing for doing that work. And and speaking on the WNBA, you know, every, every league I'll say is important in 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 this overall fight, quote unquote, fight that we're in. Um, but but credit to the WNBA for being the leaders for, for a lot of years, not just as of date, but dating back. You know, WNBA has always been top of the game with that. Uh, in, in 17, 2017, the WNBA teams were taking knees. Um, they was walking off the court along with us, <laughs> along with the along with the NBA. Uh, yeah. But a, a year a year before that, though, um, teams were fine for wearing the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the T-shirts. Um, yeah. From from your perspective on that, how has the conversation surrounding social justice and the, the, just the important uh, issues involved with, like, with your teammates in the locker room and just across the league over the years? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting. It hasn't really changed much because the conversation was always happening in our locker rooms even before 2016. Yes, that's like a pivotal moment. But even before then, we've always kind of, whether it's in the locker room amongst each other, like talked about big issues. I I can like clearly remember bus rides talking about different things. I think what changed was that after 2016, so the way the story, like very short recap went was Minnesota stepped up and wore t-shirts and like had a press conference, spoke on some things. And then the whole league, there was actually like one other team, New York Liberty, Phoenix Mercury, I believe. And then the whole league got behind and what we learned got behind them. And what we learned in that process was like, oh, dang, when we do it all together, that's like where we can make the most noise. So the conversations have always been happening. But I think 2016 taught us a valuable lesson in like using a hundred. We have 144 players in the league, like using 144 as one voice. And that's what you saw in the bubble was like us kind of learning that from 2016 and 17 and then really maximizing our voice by doing it together. And it's not easy. Like it's hard conversations. And, you know, at that point it was the pandemic. So it was just, I can't even tell you how many zoom calls. <laughs> so I'm sure, you know, like so many zoom uh, calls yes. trying to figure things yes. out. Yeah. And it's not that it was like peaches and cream the whole time, but we knew like, if we can just kind of get to the place where we all can like do this together, it's going to make waves. And, and, and it did, and it did. And I think actually to talk about, or to answer one of your questions that I kind of missed, like, what do I think is next? I actually do think what we were able to do with the Georgia Senate seat and and help Mm. a candidate get into office. I think that's, I'm not saying that sports leagues and teams are going to constantly be supporting political candidates, but the whole getting behind voting, which you obviously already do, your your league does, a lot of different people do. Um, But really like having actual impact and support for whether it's a candidate or like a certain initiative, like that, putting that weight behind specific things that I think is is con- going to continue to be like the next thing you see out of athletes. And you guys did a hell of a job with with that seat, that Senate seat. So I, I you know, we 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 was trying to support it. I know I was trying to support it from afar, from behind the scenes, and, and we did. But you guys took the you, you took that by the storm, and then you know, and did what you did what you guys had to do to make major change, not just small change. It was it was major change for you guys to do that. Um, before we wrap this uh, on, on just a powerful note, I would just want to end this on. Um, so before I let you go and like just bringing it all back uh, to what's in your glass, why the, the reason why we're here, what's in your glass? Um, I, I just have I have a few I just have a few quick fire questions um, to close us out. The, you know the people we always want to know like what's in your glass on on certain certain occasions, some occasions uh, okay. doesn't have to be labeled specifically. Uh, okay, but but what's <laughs> what's your go to? 
What's your go-to when you're in off-season on vacation? Oh, um, honestly, whatever that country, you know, like if you go to like Turks and Caicos, I feel like the first thing they give you is a rum punch. I end uh-huh. up ordering rum punch for like the next like mm-hmm. three days until I get sick of it. Um, you go to Mexico, it's probably a margarita. So it just, it just depends. It depends margarita or tequila. Margarita or tequila. Yeah, in it Mexico. just depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah, eventually you have to move to the, the sugar will kill you. <laughs> you're, 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 out, you're out to a nice restaurant, you and Megan. What's, what's oh. in your glass? If we're trying to have like a fun night, we'll start with a cocktail of some sort. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm usually a vodka girl. So okay. usually something that has vodka in it. Although every now and then we'll start with a Negroni, which is like a nice okay. intro to the evening. Um, and then we go red wine. Okay. okay. And I, I call her the psalm of the relationship. I just hand the menu <laughs> right over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're celebrating your fifth Olympic gold medal. Oh, it was all Moet. I'm not even saying that because we're drinking Moet. That was what okay. was in the locker room. And that was, you know, we had to go straight from, this was a different, this was a different experience. <laughs> and you know, from, you know, I we do, had to I go know. straight from the game to the airport. I know. I know. I think you guys had to do that in Rio though. So we did. We had to do it in 16 yeah. in Rio. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was, was, it was, it was different. It was very different. It was, it was, it was, it was different. very different. It was very it was different. different. But Sue, man, I just want to say thank you so much, man, for, for joining, you know, what's in your glass. Uh, I hope you have some time to unwind and, you know, this 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 off season. Just best of luck uh, with everything you have going on right now. Uh, thank you to the audience who's listening. Um, you know, continue to tune in. Please follow, uh, rate, review, what's in your glass on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast at. You can also check the video out, uh, releases on weekly on YouTube. Uh, Sue, I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate you. One more cheers of Moet before we go, Team Moet. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you always. Mm